Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50, uh, episode 20. Uh, today we're talking about the best place to travel in your 70s. Uh, we're here again with Maria Pandalo from Travel Managers. Uh, welcome back, Maria. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Um, so you're known for custom making itineraries. Uh, tell us about what you do there and, and your experience uh, in the travel industry. Yeah, sure. So I've been in the travel industry for 23 years with travel managers for 10 years. What I uh, essentially do now is I'm a mobile travel consultant. So I meet people mainly at cafes. I feel it gives them a sense of relaxation in that kind of environment. Yeah. It's um, the, the tailor-making itinerary is something that I um, really, really enjoy doing. My clients prefer is because they're not seen as another number. Yes. Uh, you know, you see those packages advertised online and that kind of thing. And I think they're all targeted towards the masses. And I, I think that everyone's different. And as our motto says, as individual as you are, which is exactly what everyone is. So one package may suit someone else, but it might not suit the other person. So I... I basically do a lot of custom making itineraries and yeah, just suited to that particular person. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And um, you're really you're you're a passionate traveller as well. I know from knowing you personally. So uh, I I hear stories of when you've travelled, mm-hmm. and I can see how passionate you are. And I've I've heard many stories of you um, telling me about you booking uh, travel for your clients, and I can see how passionate you are with with that as well. So. Yeah. something that you love yeah absolutely look it's it's something like I said I've been doing for 23 years and in fact uh, twice I tried to change careers and I got sucked back in which is <laughs> really interesting I don't know how that happened but it, obviously it's an industry that I really really enjoy I mean everyone loves traveling let's be honest but you know it's something that I actually enjoy that interaction with my clients and, and getting to know them and and just finding the right holiday for them. And I think if you are passionate about what you do, which I'm sure you are, Michael, it shines through to the to the customer and they like dealing with people who are enthusiastic and passionate. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I, I certainly love what I do. I don't consider it work at all. So it's like, it's really, it's it's so rewarding when you can tell someone that uh, they're able to retire or, or even if they have five years to go, they're on track to being to where um, we'd worked out they needed to be and... and um, all the levers that we're pulling are, are moving in the right direction. So yeah, that's great. Um, it, it, it's it's probably it's it, it's funny because you mentioned everyone loves travel before, and, and, and right then and there, I thought, yeah, people love travel, but but there's a lot of hard work involved in actually making everything everything flow uh, through to that end experience. And mm-hmm. and um, and uh, uh, I was thinking about the same thing with with uh, retirement. So so that that. I guess getting people to the financial position that they can mm. to retire. Um, there's quite a bit of hard work involved on uh, on our behalf and also the the, the client's behalf as well, uh, leading up to that. So yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's similar yeah. in those in those types of things. So definitely. Um, getting right into it, tell us about the type of travel that people do in their seventies. 
Yeah, so in the 70s, Michael, I, I tend, tend to book a lot more of the organised type tours that are, you know, with a small group or a larger group. Mm-hmm. People in the 70s prefer not to have to navigate themselves so and they feel, I guess, more safe as well um, with the group as opposed to being on their own. Mm-hmm. Similarly, cruising is really big for, for those in their 70s because same same sort of thing. They're with other people. They don't have to lift a finger. Everything's done for them. They pack and unpack once, which is, you know, obviously a you know, very relaxing style holiday for them. And I've noticed a lot of 70, people in their 70s now, because they've been to a lot of different overseas countries over the, you know, 30, 40 years of their, um, of, of their travel, travel life, I guess, they now want to experience a lot of Australia. So Australia, gets, Australia tends to get left behind to, towards, you know, the last part of their travelling. Yes. So, um, yeah, Australia, and then, yeah, whether they do, you know, their own thing around Australia or um, one example I could give is I have some clients who are doing the Indian Pacific train from Sydney to Adelaide and then from there they're doing the seven-night Murray River cruise up through South Australia. Yep. So that's something that they want to do because it's, you know, it's something they haven't done before. Yes, yeah. yeah, and um, so you mentioned uh, in episode eighteen, which is travel in your fifties, and episode nineteen, which is travel in your sixties. So if you haven't listened to those yet, um, certainly go back and listen to those podcasts as well. Um, in that, Maria mentioned that uh, quite a few of her clients, a typical client of hers in the fifties, is certainly time poor. Um, they want everything to flow seamlessly. They they don't have the time to dedicate to, to booking that great experience for themselves and doing all the research. Um, and and similar in the sixties as well. The in the seventies does that change? So your typical the typical people that you add value to the, your clients in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Are there any any I guess attributes that are different in their seventies as opposed to their fifties? Yeah. So I find. Just the people who I um, have relationships with, the in the seventies, they tend to have a lot more time on their hands versus in their fifties and sixties, because obviously in the fifties and sixties they could still be working, whether full time, part time. Whereas in seventies, you would like to think that retirement is is, is fully into into play. Am I yes. correct? Yes. And so I find that a lot of people in their seventies, because they have a lot of time, they don't necessarily want to book their own holidays. They still come to me, but they've got a lot of hobbies. So whether that be gardening, painting, tapestry, whatever it might be, I find they have a lot of, you know, time for that sort of recreation. Yeah, that, that, that's certainly what we That'd see. That'd be correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, certainly finishing off your working career, um, uh, people don't tend to have the time for, for those types of things. Mm. The feedback that we get from our clients that once they've retired, um, 12 months into their retirement, they they often comment that they don't know how they ever fit work in because they wow. um, hobbies yeah. have taken over mm-hmm. their life so they they're, they're far more interested in and they have the time to do those types of things mm-hmm. um, certain hobbies so we it, it tends to be something where they where they actually do wonder how they ever fit work in because they've 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 now um, they're now uh, really have sunk their teeth into into certain hobbies um, so yeah. What are the types of what are the types of requests, the special interest requests that you've had to yep. to book um, uh, uh, some travel in, for, uh, examples in their seventies for people? Based on that, yeah. Well, just following following on from what you've just uh, mentioned, Michael, I have actually had 
clients who have come to me sourcing out types of group tours and cruises that focus on their hobbies. For example, photography tours, could be gardening tours. So for example, the Chelsea Flower Show in London, which happens in May of every year. So that's something that's really of interest to people in that sort of age group. Uh, Even painting tours and that type of thing. So they are more so sourcing out those sort of tours to gain more, um, I guess, knowledge or um, interest in furthering their their hobbies their, or their chosen hobby. Yes. Which is very, very different because it's, it's considered like a special interest type holiday. Yes. So just going on from that as well, uh, yeah, cruising is, is still massive in that 70s age group as well. And as I said, there are certain cruise companies that do have those special interest hobbies focused around their cruise. Yep. Um, one, um, one particular client that I have uh, basically does a cruise every year. He's in his, in his 70s. He's a solo traveler. Yep. He finds that traveling on his own on a cruise is, works really, really well for him because he is with that group. And so he feels safe. He feels he can get to know people on the cruise if he wants to, yep. being on his own. And um, yeah, it's a very relaxing style holiday for him. So it doesn't have to be focused around special interests, but cruising is still a major major form of travel in, in that age group. Yeah, so, so you yeah. see, you tend to see more cruising and um, also organised tours yeah. in, that, in that age bracket. Absolutely, yeah, because I think at that age, people just couldn't be bothered. Yes. They're going to be bothered, so they just want to do something easy, still enjoyable, still see the sights of the world, yes. but do it in a basis where it's carefree and, you know, not stressful. Yeah, look, I can I can certainly understand that. So, um, uh, look, I know I know most of our clients in their fifties, like like they've, they've risen to positions of responsibility at the workplace often. So, mm-hmm. when they travel, they tend to want to relax. So, yeah, um, and right. that may be different variations, but you know, it could include lying on a beach with a pina colada or two. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas what you're saying, uh, once people are in their seventies, they tend to have more hobby related. Uh, tours that I, I didn't even know that you could do that with a cruise in terms of mm. have a um, uh, a hobby related uh, hobby related cruise and yeah. you mentioned before there's even country music cruises and all these yeah. types, different types of things so yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah I think it's it's good that there's those opportunities now out there for people who who are interested in certain things that they can extend from there yeah yeah um, fantastic so bringing up the what people consider the more boring part of actually travel is, is financing it so um, we actually take on the burden uh, of building in uh, to our clients uh, future retirement budgets somewhere generally between ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars per year of travel budget mm-hmm. um, we use and and that's an implied budget so so when we're sitting down with typically um, a 55 year old couple uh, for the first time, we're working towards them retiring in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do is we try to add half a million dollars to to where they would end up uh, without walking in through our front door. Um, yeah. So uh, basically we want their retirement savings to be plus another half a million dollars uh, than, than what they would have ordinarily achieved. Yeah. What we imply is that, I mean, we, we do a budget with people as if they're retired right then and there, even though they may be you know, five or ten years or more away from retirement, and implied into that, we start with uh, a travel budget of somewhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars, and that's where we see it fall for most people. Some people are different. Some people have um, a budget higher of twenty thousand dollars per year. Yes. 
Um, so, so um, tell us about this type of, of where, where can they go for ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year? If we've got that much to spend for someone that's um, just entering retirement in yep. their late sixties or seventies, late sixties or seventies, yeah. So I think it touches back on to what we mentioned um, earlier, Michael. So the group tours and the cruising is um, would work out more cost effective because if it's if it's a coach tour of say forty people, for example, that budget is really good because it's spread across 40 people as opposed to if they did a smaller group tour, which would generally be more um, more higher in price. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, similarly for cruising. So with cruising, you know, you have, I don't know if you're aware or not, but you have like your river cruises, but you also mm. have your ocean cruises. Yep. Now that differ very greatly because with the ocean cruising, generally it's a larger ship, so therefore more passengers. Yep. Again, therefore the cost is more spread out, um, but it won't be as personalized as such because there might be like, thousand two thousand people on there whereas if if someone in their 70s had that more a bit more money to spend then river cruising would be more ideal because then it's a smaller crew it's a smaller ship it goes through the rivers as opposed to the ocean cruise only touches on the coast of a country so therefore you're getting right in the middle of the of the country that you're in it's much more smaller cruise ship itself because it is a long narrow type yes. type ship sorry with that sort of holiday you you're looking at more around a 20,000 per person to yeah, be more yeah. realistic on a, like a two-week cruise for example yes. that's without adding on any extras sorry you know people do tend to come to me and do a two-week river cruise but they also stay in Europe for an extra month or yes. two weeks or whatever that's a good point you touched on there. I mean, we actually yeah. talk people into a more expensive holiday, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes <laughs> than, than, a, than a cheaper one. Yep. And, and the reason is, um, yeah, the, the, the frequency of, of um, someone in, uh, in their late 60s, early 70s of traveling to Europe, mm-hmm. um, they tend not to do that too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some of our clients, it's the first time they've ever traveled to, to, to Europe. Yeah. Um, we're of the opinion that, uh, to do it probably so yeah you know, if, they, if, if, if they want to do a river cruise yeah. um yeah that goes for like you said a, a fortnight but yeah. um look to really extend the trip beyond that because it's a long flight over there oh, yeah. and uh and while you're there you might as well do some mm. of those other things so mm. we um we tailor make people's budgets as well and and uh we uh save up for that so like i said we have a 10 to fifteen thousand dollar a year implied mm-hmm. uh, travel budget for uh, our clients that are working towards retirement and once they're in retirement yep. um, but we can we can save one year and bring forward the next year to sure. to give them you know up to forty five thousand dollars in one year for yeah. uh, for their travel budget and look if they can do a few more things um for an extra five or six or seven or, th- or eight thousand yeah. dollars then we, we look to do that as well um I guess the overarching uh, uh, rule there is that it has to fit within their overall financial plan, but but, but certainly um, we're about uh, allowing people to to experience these types of things and, and to, to to fit it into their overall financial plan um, yeah. and, and to make it work. So that's really good to know. Um, in the ten to fifteen thousand dollar range, mm-hmm. uh, could you do a reasonably good? Uh, ocean cruise every year for for that price range for a couple um yeah yeah look i guess it depends on which um destination you're going to so uh for example if you just keep in with the europe theme if if you did a mediterranean cruise for example you could easily fit within that budget because those those ships are much larger and 
um, you know, can take more passengers. So the cost is definitely a lot lower than the river cruise. Um, So yeah, and if it's not even a cruise, I mean, a coach tour through, say, for example, America could fit within that budget as well. So, you know, again, group group of 40 or so people, um, that could definitely fit in with that. You know, whether that coach tour goes for a week or two weeks or three weeks, that's obviously the figures will differ for that. And again, if they add on other things while they're there as well, which people tend to do. So, you know, us being in Australia, we're so far from everywhere. So it's to go to Europe or to go to Canada or America just for two weeks is not really a common common thing. No, that's right. Yeah. It's interesting because we, I mean, we have an annual budget of that 10 to 15,000 on the range, but what we find is that our, our, our clients tend to travel um, overseas roughly every three years. Mm-hmm. So we, um, they, they wouldn't use anywhere near that ten to fifteen thousand dollars on the off years, sure. like they do a shorter trip to tra- uh, in, in Australia, and, mm-hmm. and those shorter trips um, tend to be more around the grandkids. So you know, yeah, oftentimes uh, uh, people in their seventies obviously have have grandchildren mm-hmm. that um, that are in the the you know the uh, around the ten years of age or, or slightly older or slightly younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes, I mean, because of the nature of work these days, that that um, uh, the the people's children have moved away, and, and and as a consequence, their grandchildren. So those um, those those travel the travel you know, uh, in Australia in those off years mm-hmm. um, tends to be a lot less than the ten to fifteen thousand dollars that we've budgeted. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, it's typical that people will tend to travel overseas sort of once every three years. Uh, on a bigger trip, so we yeah. we 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 carry forward a lot of that ten to fifteen thousand a year budget mm-hmm. into future years um, to to do that overseas trip. You know, yeah. Every every uh, third year, I have some other clients that have just retired uh, recently, and um, we've actually factored in uh, uh, fifteen thousand dollars a year for travel, and then four times, which is every three years. So it's mm-hmm. the first. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's effectively the first 12 years of their retirement, we've okay. factored in another $30,000 coming out of their yeah, superannuation yeah. uh, to, to go on that big overseas trip. Yep. Um, so, and that works in their, in their, in their overall plan. So it's, it's, it's more about planning from a financial point of view for us yep. to make it all fit. Um, yep. Because if we can do it uh, and, and, and our clients can do it, then that's, that's certainly something we like to give them. So yeah, that's great. Well, I think those, well. and I think those bigger trips anyway, Michael. What I have find, what I find and have seen is that, say for example, someone does do that river cruise in Europe, or they go through Canada and Alaska and do that Alaska, yes. Alaska Passage cruise, and then go through the Rockies. They only do it once in their lifetime. Yes, they generally aren't going to go back to do those sort of holidays yeah. again. So yeah. I think the every three years thing is good yeah. as well. Um, one thing that you touched on earlier, which we haven't mentioned yet as well, is with the grandkids. So there's actually a term for travelling with your grandkids and your kids. It's called multi-generational travel. Really? Yeah. They need to come up with a better term. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not it's very not that catchy. It's not that catchy, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's 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 not that catchy at all. But what it, what I what I find is um, I'll give you one really really good example. So I had some grandparents who took their three children, who took their something like. 10 grandchildren there's like yeah. 14 of them in in total they went on a ski trip um with instead at club med resort up in um sapporo in japan yeah sure 
and that was for a week. I mean, even though the grandparents did not ski, yeah. it was more the children and the grandchildren. Yeah. Um, I find there's a lot more of that happening because it's the best way, well, in the client's point of view as well, is the best way is for them to spend time with their children yeah. and grandchildren without any everyday interruption. Yeah, I can see that. So, that's, that's a great idea. Um, gets yeah. everyone together yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, in, so, in, a, in, a, in a unique place. Exactly right. So yeah, that's that's I find that's kind of coming through as well. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's the sort of thing you need to factor in with your yeah, look, as I, well. I, yeah, I haven't had any um, specific examples of that with our clients mm. yet. However, um, I'm sure with most things, <laughs> uh, as 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 they hear more and more stories, then it will. It probably won't be too long before someone approaches and says, "Hey, what about this? How how could we mm. fund this? How how could we exactly?" Um, yeah, make this affordable yeah. to, to do with the whole family. So exactly I think right. it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really good idea. Because, yep. um, I mean, we are seeing more and more uh, families spread all around Australia and even around the mm. world now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's common for our our clients who are have just retired or have been retired for a while to have you know, a daughter in Perth with a fa- with her family over there and a son working in Singapore with his family over there. So you mm. know, it's, it's, it really is spread out. So that's a great idea to fly to the one place yeah. and to have um, less distractions yeah. and, and to get everyone together at, at that one point in time. Exactly and right. Things quality really time. Really yeah. Quality time. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I imagine that would be a really good one for – so the grandparents didn't ski – Mm-hmm. Um, the parents skied, and and some of the young children were able to be um, happily looked after by the grandparents that weren't skiing. Yeah, exactly. Skiing age, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you know your cousins are spending time together, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, thanks again for coming in, Maria. This is a uh, this is the third podcast of a three podcast series. So, episode eighteen was best places to travel to in your fifties. Uh, episode 19 best places to travel in your 60s and this current episode is episode 20 uh, best places to travel in your 70s um, uh, look go back and listen to the other two if you have, haven't listened to them yet even if you're in your 70s now and um, you think um, why would I listen to the one in my 50s um, the 50s and the 60s one we, we also talk about Maria's back, background a bit more in those and what she does for her, her customers and her clients so so um yeah look a big thank you to you maria for coming in and doing three podcasts with us and it was really good to um, to have you be able to tell your story and what you do for your clients and um and certainly we encourage everyone to get in touch with maria uh we'll put her contact details in in the uh show notes and the episode webpage for all three episodes so um, you'll, uh, you'll have Maria's phone number and also email address there to be in contact with her. So um, thanks again, Maria. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.